Podcast friends, my name is David Lee and you are listening to the Inspire Design Create podcast, giving freelance filmmakers a voice, sharing their stories and connecting the world of cinematography, commercial filmmaking and starting your own business together. Let's go. Episode 103, 103. We are back with a brand new week and a brand new podcast episode, right? This one is a little bit um, lighthearted, right? We're not talking about... uh, the business side or we're not talking about anything technical right or gear related um but speaking of gear i did get a couple of new pieces um of gear which i'll i'll talk i'll talk about at the end of it right um but let's just have a good time right such as the name of our podcast episode for this week is let's just have a good time on set is what i'm talking about specifically right um I, i i i can say that there is been times where i've been um you know stressed out on set just because uh, we're working so fast and, and I'm trying to ensure that I get everything for the director, for the client, for the agency. And uh, sometimes I just get in a zone where like I, I don't talk much. I just like I just execute. And I just I just do my shit, you know, while making sure that my while making sure that everyone else on set is again doing their job, but also having having a good time. Right. Uh, a little laugh, a little joke here and there will help the gate the day, the day. Uh, go by that much more pleasantly, right? May not go by faster, but it'll go by a lot more pleasantly when you can bring a um, a joyous and a, a gregarious uh, nature to the shoot, right? And um, if you if you are someone who uh, worries a lot, who is like stressful on set, like oh man, like we only have eight hours or ten hours to shoot this thing, we have like all these scenes and all these you know shots and shoot the boards and all these setups, right? If, if you do your pre-production, like 50% of that is already done for you, right? If not more, right? Because you already know where you want the fixtures. You already know where the sun path is. You already know the equipment you're going to use. You're, you're gonna, you already know the equipment you have available. You, you already know the uh, staff you have or the crew member size you have. Um, all that stuff in pre-production, which I talk about like 8 billion times, you're probably sick of it. All that happens in pre-production, right? So it's like if you if you do your pre-production, you just show up and you just you just you know, follow the playbook basically, right? And obviously you adjust for things. Maybe the weather changes on the day or whatever it is, right? Or something breaks, uh, equipment malfunction, stuff happens, right? But it's better to go in with a game plan than not a game plan. So that way when you're on set, you're not like super stressed over everything, right? Because if you're stressed, that energy translates to everyone else, right? That translates to your crew, that translates to the director, the, the producer, uh, agency and client if they're there as well right it, it transfers around right because it, it's almost like i'm pretty sure you've been in that situation where you're around um a very negative person right and you kind of just feel like i don't want to be here right now right i just i want to you know, not be around this person right because they say and think things that are negative and it's like an hour goes by and you're like jesus christ dude, you're like depressing me right i just gotta get out of here right it's the same thing on set if you are very stressed you're, you have a lot of anxiety and and you're 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 in that space for like five six hours right the rest of your crew is gonna start feeling that and it's just like man what a, what a drag you know like like kind of a sucky position to be in right and and I will say I have been I have um, been that person before where I'm just like man dude I'm like so stressed and there's a lot of things happening and and, and there's um, a lot of unknowns that unfortunately I um, wasn't privy to, and I didn't do my my job in, during pre-production, right? Uh, whatever the case could be, right? Or there's been times where, like, I've been hired as, like, a cam up, and all of a sudden, I'm, like, the DP. I'm, like, what the fuck? Like, I, okay, you know? <laughs> 
and I've had that happen before, right? And then that creates a lot of stress because you're like, okay, well, I didn't prepare to be a DP. I was just camping, right? I didn't, I didn't prepare any of this shit. Now I have to think of things on the fly and then step into the shoes of a DP, right? Um, and and it, again, it is what it is, right? Like you, you finish a job and then you learn from it and then you move on, right? Um, so I, I guess that's the second thing uh, to talk about this 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 topic, right? Of, of let's just let's just have a good time, right? Is you also have to learn how to just let things go, right? Maybe you had a bad experience on set, you learn from it, um, so hopefully the next time it doesn't happen again, or you can kind of um, foresee it happening and prepare yourself mentally uh, when it does happen, right? If if and when it does happen, right? So that you're not caught off guard. Um, but you gotta just to learn learn to let things go, man. You know, like uh, holding on to grudges and holding on to bad experiences, bad memories. It just doesn't do you any good, right? Because then you're stuck just thinking about the stuff that's happened in the past that you can't change, right? Stuff that's happening right now, you can change. Stuff that's gonna happen in the future, you you can't you can't change, right? You can only change what's happening to you right now. So that means you can change your mindset, you can change your thoughts, you can change your um, your attitude, right? Uh, your personality, that's just who you are, right? Like you can't change that. Your character, your your values and your beliefs, you know, like you can you can add stuff, but you can't really take away like your core beliefs and stuff like that, you know? Um, so next time that you feel like you're going to be stressed out on on a project, on, on, on set, um, maybe you're juggling three hats, right? Like many of us do. Um, just have a good time, man. At the end of the day, like, do your, do your pre-production, this is how I think, right? If I do, if I put 110% into pre-production, that means that I have um, a lot more energy and a lot more, um, like, good vibes to throw around on set because I'm not worried about, uh, oh, shit, where, is it? where are lights going to go? Oh, shit, what, where, you know, what the, what's the frame going to look like? Or, like, oh, man, like, you know, um, I knew I should have bought a slider instead of a gimbal or whatever it is, right? Like if you don't have to worry about that stuff on set, then that means you have more time to be creative on set. You can uh, improv more, you can crack jokes, you can, you know, take a little little breaks here and there with, with the crew and just talk about random stuff, right? Like keep it lighthearted, have a good time on set. Because if you set, uh, if you set the tone, right? It's just like many, um, look at any, any, any professional sports, football, basketball, tennis, whatever it is, right? Now, especially like like team sports, right? If you don't set the tone early in the game, you're probably going to lose, right? And, and you, you take any game, right? Look at any game from like, you know, the 50s to now, right? Whoever sets the tone usually is like 90, 99% of the time, whoever sets the tone, that team wins or that person wins, right? They're aggressive, they're enthusiastic, whatever it is, right? And then you you basically demoralize the other team, right? And so you're kind of like that on set, right? Whereas if you don't set the tone, then no one sets the tone, right? Or someone who maybe shouldn't be setting the tone sets the tone and it's a negative tone. And then you're all kind of stuck with it, right? Unless you have the time to actually um, bring everybody out of the muck, out of the mud, so to speak, right? Um, what, is, what does that have to do with anything... Else. I don't know. I kind of just want to talk about that, you know, because I feel like a lot of times that, that, that's the one thing that, um, I mean, we're all getting paid at the end of the day to make images, right? Whether you're a grip or your gaffer, or if you're the cinematographer or your hair and makeup, uh, or your first AC, right? Our, our, uh, industry is one of, of a team effort, right? It's team filmmaking, not just individual filmmaking. And the more, um, the more connected your team is, right? The more you guys can act as an actual unit, uh, the better the day is for everyone, 
right? And then you create a really, really good impression for the director, if it's the first time you're working with, with him or her, a uh, good impression with agency and client, right? And then guess what? That's more work for you in the future, right? Because no one wants to work with slapdicks all day, right? They want to work with like, you know, they want to work with professionals, number one, but they also want those professionals to be, um, you know, jovial, lighthearted, compassionate, empathetic, right? And, uh, and hopefully energetic in, in some way, shape, or form, right? Because guess what? They want to be on set again with you, with you, right? Or have the confidence where like they don't have to be on set, right? Maybe it's the first time they're working with you and they, they want to be on set just to make sure that, you know, you are doing your job properly and stuff like that, right? Guess what? The next time, they're, they're probably not even going to want or need to be there. They're just, you know, piping through a Zoom session, whatever it is, right? Drinking their, drinking their mojito at, at 10 in the morning, right? And then all is good, right? Because I don't know about you, but man, like it, it, it's easier for me when agency and client aren't there right because there's always this this like thing in the back of my head where like man are they gonna ask me to do some stupid ass shot or they're gonna ask for something um unreasonable sometimes it happens sometimes it doesn't happen right at the end of the day again i get as a dp as a cinematographer you're sort of like team leader and also a negotiator right you, you do a lot as, as a cinematographer and dp right that's why you charge a lot as a cinematographer and dp because you're not just someone who you know sets up a camera puts it on, on, on tripod and just hits record, right? That That's such like, that, that, that's not even like a tenth of your job. You know what I'm saying? Um, so again, just have fun on set, right? Uh, so for me, oh yeah, actually, so talking about some new some new stuff, right? Kind of being open-minded and stuff. Um, it's been a while since I purchased the gimbal. Uh, I, I did purchase the R, the, what the hell is it? Ronin S, like the, their first version of like the, the pistol grip. Um, gimbals, and I remember I bought one, and I mean, I would use it like here and there, you know, maybe like two or three times a year, and just like you'd sit in the case, you know. It's great for like GH5 cameras or A7 IV cameras, or I think one time I did put the Black Magic Pocket 4 cam there. Um, but prior to that, I mean, like you know, you have like the original Ronin, you have the MX, you had like the the Movi, the I thought what is it, the M5, the M10s, right? And I've used them all, and they're all like just quirky. You know, if you had to go from like gimbal to to sticks or gimbal to handheld, there was always some like long process to it, you know. And that's why I, I say I kind of steered away from gimbals for a while. And I, and after I got to a certain point, I would just hire gimbal ops, right? Whether they had Movi or Ronin or whatever it was, right? I would just hire someone else or Steadicam, right? I just hire them, right? And do their stuff. And that is still my philosophy right now, right? And that hasn't changed. But there are times where, say, it's a it's a lower budget shoot or all the above, right? It's a low budget shoe. You also want to add to your rental, um, your rental portfolio and stuff like that, right? Or there's just times where you're like, man, you know, like I, I, I whatever, I, I, I don't want to deal with it. I just want to have it ready, right? So want to have it ready, put your camera on and, and go, right? And so I did purchase a Movie Pro, uh, used one, and the, the money that I purchased it for 3500 right? Brand new is like 7200 something like that, right? I made sure it worked first, and it does work, which is great. Um, but then the extra money, I spent like another, you know, two grand or twenty five hundred dollars uh, for accessories from from Ignite Digi, right? And so I think total, I still spent uh, less on a movie, a used movie Pro with accessories, than if I were to buy a brand new movie Pro with accessories, right? Um, but good luck finding a used movie Pro. There's only I, I, eBay at the time only had like like three of them and one of them was just a gimbal it didn't have the ring i was like that's kind of weird right and the other one i don't know it was, it was just a weird listing and then the other one i saw was pretty good like it had everything 
right? Like for 4,500 or something like that, plus tax, plus shipping. It's like, oh man, you know? Uh, but yeah, you know, like what, what could you add to your life uh, coming up that perhaps you didn't really think about, but now you are a little bit more open-minded to, right? And I think this kind of goes, goes, um, piggybacks off of this topic or let's just have fun, right? Like I didn't get into this, to the business of filmmaking just to be stressed out and to be a warrior war and to be a, a, a Scrooge McDuck, right? I, I, I came into this industry because one, I love filmmaking and I love storytelling. Um, and, and I'm still trying to find like my voice in that. Right. But also like, you know, it's, it's fucking fun. We get to do right. It's, it's, it's fun being able to make amazing, beautiful images for an ad or a commercial or a nonprofit or, or a short film or a feature film or a documentary film, right? It's fucking fun, right? So why not remind yourself every day that you did this because it's fucking fun, right? And you get paid for it, right? I mean, like, you, you can't get any better in life than, than, than getting paid for what you really love doing, right? So um, just have fun on set, man. Like, you know, hashtag just have fun on set. Uh, put it on your car, your 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 um, your Ford Transit or your SUV or, you know, put it all over your Pelican cases, right? Like, just just have fun on set. We just have a good time, right? Okay, I hope this episode helped you guys out in some way, shape, or form. Um, and yeah, we're episode 103. We're just gonna keep going. And uh, I really do need to, <laughs> it's hard enough for me to even just to put these solo episodes out. Imagine me trying to get people on the actual podcast, right? Um, but I need to figure that out because I do I do know that this podcast can only be, it needs to be more than just one-sided. Just It needs to be more than just me talking about this stuff, right? So yeah, I'm trying my best to find the best avenue of approach to get other people on uh, on the podcast. Uh, but that being said, please share the podcast with your friends, uh, your neighbors, everyone, right? Uh, but rate it on iTunes podcast. I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And I will catch you guys in next week's podcast episode. Oh, hey, uh, if you haven't watched Top Gun Maverick, I highly recommend watching it. Um, very good movie. Very, very good movie.